I'm Margaret Christine Mullings and welcome to prayer. Come on in and bless the Lord wherever you are geographically. You are so welcome. Come on in and bask in the presence of the Lord as this medley of, of songs or, you know, parts of hymns uh, ministers right now. And I do not own the copyright. Come on in. I'll be back as soon as this medley is completed. God bless you. Come on and give the Lord the praise. Yes. Yes, hallelujah. Yes, he is. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, 
Yes, Father. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Oh, worthy Lord. All the glory belongs to your Father. All the glory, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Father, we honor you. Hallelujah. Focus on the goodness of the Lord. To focus on God's grace and his mercy, his protection, and his provisions. Yes, because he is your provider. Yes, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. And God is faithful to his word and he has promised that he will, he will supply all that you need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, he's Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord, our healer. Oh, and the son of righteousness shall arise with healing 
in his wings. Yes, Jesus. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. You are healed. Jeremiah said, Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Whatever your need is right now, believe God. Stand on his word. And you know in, in the book of Ezra, chapter 3 and verse 11, with praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord. He is good. His love toward Israel endures forever. And all the people gave a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Come on and give God thanks right now. Abba Father, Jehovah, the all-revealing God. Yes, give him thanks. In Psalm 7 and verse 17, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord most high. Yes, Psalm 90 and verse 1 says, I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. Yes, Psalm 35 and verse 18, I will give you thanks in the great assembly among the thrones. I will praise you. Come on right where you are. Begin to praise the Lord. Begin to get in that attitude of worship before him. For God inhabits the praises of his people. In Psalm 69 and verse 30, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Yes, Psalm 95 verse 1 to 3 says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. Oh, and then the psalmist in Psalm 100 verse 45 penned these words. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever his faithfulness continues through all generations yes Psalm 106 and verse 1 praise the Lord give thanks to the Lord for he is good his love endures forever Psalm 107, verse 21 to 22, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Psalm, the psalmist said in Psalm 118 and verse 1, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Yes, come on for another minute. 
Give thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. In your hearts, let your, your, the fruit of your lips sing the high praises of God. Oh, hallelujah. You will experience God. You will experience his presence envelop you like never before. Where the psalmist wrote in Psalm 16 and verse 11, he will show to me the path of life. And you have to make it personal. Hallelujah. And in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Everything you need is in the presence of God. He's our source. He's the source of everything that you need. Come on and bless his name. Worship him. He is so worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. And we understand that the word of God spirit and the word of God is life the word is is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword passing to dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and of the marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart oh hallelujah the psalmist David said thy word O Lord have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against thee in the darkest of night the word of god is a light and a lamp unto our feet david said thy word O lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path yes the word of god will light your path in spite of the darkness that seemed to engulf you right now the word of god will shine the light and show you the way Hallelujah. The word of God will revolutionize your life. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Yes, Psalm 91 and verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, how I bless you. How I worship you, oh God. Hallelujah. The Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Father, we honor you. We bless you. Thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your presence in the lives of, of those that are, that are listening right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, I greet you, each and every one of you, wherever you are geographically. I just want to give you another special welcome. Hallelujah. You will find me in the Word of God from Prayer Essentials, Volume 2, written by Sylvia Gunter. Psalms of Victory. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. His delight is in your law, O Lord, on your law 
He meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, yielding its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. For you, Lord, watch over the way of the righteous. In you I have taken refuge. You deliver me in your righteousness. You are my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. For the sake of your name, you lead and guide me. I will rejoice in your love, for you saw my affliction and anguish. You did not hand me over to my enemy. You set my feet in a broad place. I trust in you, O Lord. You are my God. My times are in your hands. Your face shines on your servant. You save me in your unfailing love. How great is your goodness stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men, on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence, you hide me from the intrigues of men. In your dwelling, you keep me safe from accusing tongues. Praise be to you, Lord, for you showed your wonderful love to me. You preserve the faithful. From the ends of the earth, I call to you as my heart grows faint. You lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell with you and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, hallelujah. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely you will save me from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. You will cover me with your feathers and under your wings I will take refuge. Your faithfulness will be my shield and rampart. I will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence in the darkness, nor the plague at midday. A thousand may fall at my side, ten thousand at my right hand, but it will not come near me. If I take the Most High, if I make the Most High my dwelling, even the Lord, who is my refuge, then no harm will befall me. No disaster will come near my tent. You will command your angels concerning me to guard me in all my ways. They will lift me up in their hands. I will not strike my foot against a stone because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come before the mercy seat, Father, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus 
that you would look upon us. Yes, Father, I include myself in this prayer. And with this listening audience, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I ask that you would do a search in us this evening, or whatever time it is, that you would search our hearts. Father, that you would see if there would, is anything in us, in our hearts, that are not of you, Father. And in the name of Jesus, Father, burn it out with your holy fire. Father, in the name of Jesus, break down in our lives every idol and cast out every foe. Father, mend every brokenness in our lives. Heal every hurt in the name of Jesus. Undergird right now with your strength, Father. Uphold with your free spirit, Lord. Oh, my Father, in the name of Jesus, renew our minds, renew our thoughts. Cause us to put on the mind of Christ. Father, that we will lay aside every weight and the sin that the Teresa Lewis set us. Oh, cause there to be a desire in us, each and every one of us, to grow in grace and in the knowledge of your word. Father, teach us your way. Father, for there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end are the ways of death. Teach us your way, Father. Transform our lives, transform our hearts, transform us to be fit, to be used as your instruments. Father, to bring glory and honor to your name. Oh, my Father, cause us to decrease like John the Baptist, that you may increase and reign on the throne of our hearts. Oh, my Father, my Father, in the name of Jesus, cause us daily to mortify the deeds of our bodies. Cause us to bring our flesh under subjection, Father, and that we would line up every area of our lives, line upon line and precept with your word. Oh, my Father, for your word is forever settled in heaven. It cannot change. And so, Father, we say, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in our lives, in the lives of, of this listening audience. Hallelujah. Thy kingdom come, Father. Thy will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Before I leave you, I'd like to take a page from prayer portions written by Sylvia Gunter, and it's taken from the warfare section, titled, the Elijah ministry, and it is so timely. I want to leave it with you to encourage you on your journey. Here we go. The church must see the work of Elijah and the opposition of Jezebel against him to understand the nature of one of today's faces spiritual battles. Jesus came the first time for redemption. The spirit of Elijah rested upon John the Baptist, who was the forerunner 
to the first coming of Jesus in Luke chapter 1 and verse 17. Jesus is coming again for judgment, the great and dreadful day. Likewise, the spirit of Elijah in the end times must prepare his church for his second coming. In Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 and 6, and in Matthew chapter 17, verse 10 to 12, it will restore families according to the word in Malachi chapter 4, turning hearts of fathers and children. It will restore God's loving order to the church in Luke chapter 1 and 17, turning the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Elijah was one of the most powerful men in the Bible. He had a word from God for idolatrous Israel in that day. He challenged the people. Why hesitate between two opinions? If God is God, serve him only. The spirit of Jezebel will oppose modern-day Elijahs who are preparing the way of the Lord. Therefore, one of Satan's end-time strategies is to stir up the spirit of Jezebel to challenge the spirit of Elijah and to rob the church of the work of Elijah. The church can expect increasing assaults by the spirit of Jezebel. Jezebel attacked and demoralized Elijah. So present-day Elijahs will also be attacked for calling the church to faithfulness. God is preparing a new generation of spiritual leaders to challenge the prophets of Baal in our society and in the church. These Elijahs will be overcomers in their own revived lives, muster the army of the Lord and prepare the church for the return of the Son Jesus Christ. How did God operate through Elijah? One, restoration of power and authority to challenge Satan's hosts. Elijah challenged Baal, the rain God, the God of Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain for the next few years except at my word in first kings chapter 17 and verse 1 today the authority of spiritual confrontation is needed god wants to restore the authority of the church to look satan in the eye and say thus saith the lord you shall not have dominion here because god is god two restoration of miraculous provision of bread. This speaks of restoration of total dependence on Jehovah Jireh. Elijah was fed by a widow who had nothing but a little flour and oil, which she was willing to give God in 1 Kings 17. The flour was not used up and the oil did not run out in keeping with the word of the Lord. Today, prosperity has cursed us. Yes, it has. We no longer see God as our provider. Three, 
How did God operate through Elijah? Restoration of healing and revived life. The widow's son stopped breathing and Elijah took the boy and cried out to the Lord. God heard the boy. God heard the boy was revived. Today, much of the church has stopped breathing. We need divine CPR. We need revival. Number four, how did God operate through Elijah? Through restoration of God's presence and judgment on sin by fire. This also represents the restoration of repentance and true worship in the people. Baal was also the God of fire. His prophets frenzied themselves all day trying to stir up their God to action. Elijah prayed to heaven rendering sentences. Let it be known that your God and I am that you are God. Let me just read that again correctly. Let it be known, Elijah's, Elijah wrote, let it be known that you are God and I am your obedient servant. So answer so that these people will know that you are God and do, that you and you are turning their hearts back to you. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 37 to 39, this shows the quiet authority of a genuine man of God. God spoke and he said what God said. The church needs to see holy God when he manifests himself in presence and holiness, not in hoopla and entertainment. Number five, how did God operate through Elijah? Restoration of men who understand God's seasons and pray Elijah prayers. The prayer of a righteous man avails much in James chapter 5 and verse 16, Elijah was no different from you and me. Yet when he prayed, God answered. He prayed God's prayers, including one for a season of drought. God answered by sending drought as a sign of his judgment and power. And finally, number six, how did God use Elijah? How did God operate through Elijah? Restoration. Of refreshing and revival in the land. Elijah prayed and the rain came to wash and renew in 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 41 to 45. Oh for the church to pray until it rains. My God. Revival is a new beginning of a sense of his healing, restoration, holiness and glory in individual lives. When Christians are on track personally toward revival, then the church corporately will be a force with which to be reckoned in the gates of hell. This is what God wants to do in our day. Hallelujah. And I pray that that would not only challenge you as it challenges me and encourages each and every one of you under the sound of my voice to be that vessel that God would use as he did Elijah. This is Margaret Mulling saying, Margaret Christine Mulling saying, until our next time of prayer, stay in the secret place. God bless you.